What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Hustle Continues podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm here with e-commerce Kyle, a.k.a. Kyle Russell. How's it going, man? What's going on? How are you? Good, man. Uh, so to start off, for those who don't know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So um, to kind of keep things short and simple, um, I primarily do e-commerce, whether it's dropshipping related or more you know, inventory-based, private labeling. I, I do a little bit of everything now, actually, but I started with just drop shipping back about a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, um, when I wasn't making much money. Uh, you know, my family uh, entirely just wasn't doing very well financially, and we hadn't been for a while. And a couple instances happened where it kind of gave me a little kick in the ass as to, like, starting, you know, to remind me to just take, take control of my finances at as young of an age as possible so that I don't have to worry about it, you know, later on in life when I decide to have a family and when I have to do, you know, more uh, adult-like things. Uh, and so, you know, kind of when I, I noticed that my friends were getting into it a little bit, not not friends, I would say really only one had gotten into it and he had you know, been introduced to it by a mutual friend. And he started, you know, selling like simple things like bikinis, but, you know, his style of marketing was uh, was pretty interesting because he used, like, an ambassador method. And it was pretty funny because he didn't spend anything on advertising. He didn't know how to run Google ads or Facebook ads or anything like that. Um, he just basically closed people through the DM for his dropshipping store. Um, and, you know, that he made, like, a couple hundred dollars profit in a single month. And that introduced me to just online, you know, income and making money online in general. Because I had never made, you know, a dollar online, really. You know, I might have sold some things on eBay here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, and so when I saw that he had made a couple hundred dollars, I was like, you know what? This might be my opportunity to kind of help my family out, help myself out a little bit. Because I know I was, you know, I was going to school to pursue a mechanical engineering degree at the time. And I had no idea what that actually entailed. I was just doing it because... People were like, oh, you know how to build things, so you're probably going to want to be an engineer because it's the highest paying, you know, career that has to do with building things. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, I just kind of, I was, you know, I always wanted, I always knew I wanted to be financially sound, but I didn't understand what, you know, an abundance of wealth could actually provide when it comes to just benefiting society or, or taking care of your family and little things like that. So, you know, long story short, right now what I'm trying to focus on is, investing whether that's real estate or the stock market or foreign exchange um and also you know retail arbitrage essentially so whether that's a brand on on uh or just private labeling or just trying to you know drop ship straight from a from shopify websites yep wow man yeah that's amazing the freedom must be nice for sure too yeah, yeah, it takes a while to get there, and you know, it takes a lot of perseverance. But as long as you don't lose sight of that end goal, you know, there there should never be a, a, a dull moment. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, obviously, you weren't just handed a bunch of money and just got into e-commerce and like made millions overnight. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you get the rare cases when you get like, you know, I mean, for the vast majority, definitely, like yeah. that's not, and that's not everyone, but um. So, like, what exactly was, like, your why and, like, what kind of mindset did you develop to, like, now being able to, like, set seven-figure goals? Definitely. So, my my why was kind of a, you know, it was a combination of a few things, but primarily it was that I didn't want to be confined 
on what I did and when I did it due to financial restrictions. So, you know, what I mean by that was sometimes I'd be, you know, I'd be out mowing lawns, shoveling snow, doing whatever I had to do, tutoring, babysitting, camp counselor, lifeguard, you know, you name it, that job, I've probably done it by the time, you know, up until I was like, you know, 18, 19 years old. And while, you know, while all my friends were out, you know, going to the mall, hanging out, doing whatever it is they were doing, uh, I always found myself kind of, you know, grinding and hustling for things that usually they were kind of handed. And it could have been little things like, like 20 bucks to go to the movies or, you know, 40 bucks to go to the mall, you know, maybe, maybe a credit card that their parents co-signed on them with, you know, little things like that. Growing up in a more, I want to say, you know, wealthy environment and being among the less, the the least wealthy in that, you know, that town or in neighboring towns uh, was actually a really, really good thing because it did teach me that discipline mindset of, although I don't have it and other people do, I know it's attainable, you know, because I'm surrounded by it every single day. I see people driving nicer cars than ours. I see friends of mine going on vacations with their families that I was never able to personally experience. And I was like, why can't I do that? You know, there has to be something that either they're doing, maybe their parents are doing some outlet, some area that I'm able to improve upon in my life in order to do that. Whether that's, uh, you know, improving the amount of time that I was able to spend with my family or be able to ultimately offer them away from just working um, or ultimately more resources and particularly financial to be able to fund some of these things, whether it was going on a vacation with my family, maybe being able to get a car that wouldn't break down twice a month, <laughs> like, you know, like we were previously used to, yeah. um, or, you know, just getting them detached from their ultimate, you know, desk jobs where they're kind of just slaves to the companies that they work under, as opposed to maybe being among what they would have more so hoped in like the creative departments of, you know, maybe marketing strategies or being able to actually make an impact. Like at the top of the company, they were more so just kind of being given blindness directions as to what they do to improve, you know, the salaries of the people at the top of the companies. So, you know, the the mindset that I kind of, you know, developed was that, you know, to never lose sight of, you know, of the goal ultimately along the process, because even though other people had it and I could have easily said, oh, you know, the reason why I don't have these things or I can't, more importantly, it's not about materialistic things. It's the experiences that they were able to, you know, to to have, like being able to travel or go on cruises or, you know, being able to participate in things that I was never able to participate. Um, More, you know, I didn't want to go, okay, you know, why didn't my parents have as good of jobs as theirs? Or, you know, what happened to, to, to my, you know, what caused this to happen outside of myself? And then I realized that I was in direct control over all of those things, you know. I could have stepped up financially and helped my family, you know, prevent my family from actually getting kicked out of a house that my parents had lived in for 25 years of their lives. You know, I could have stepped in and helped, you know, pay for this phone bill or that car bill or get, you know, a newer vehicle so that we didn't have to experience some of these car issues. Um, And ultimately, I could have encouraged them to step outside of their own comfort zones and try to find jobs that maybe were more in alignment with their passions. And because that's kind of more what I preach now is not necessarily that you need to run a business or that you need to, you know, be your own boss. You just need to do something you love. 
right? If you love physical therapy, you can be an employee of a hospital as long as you love helping those patients every day. But if you, you know, if you are pursuing a job just to put food on your table and you're not doing it because you actually thoroughly enjoy it, then you got to kind of take a step back and reevaluate what you're doing. And both of my parents were doing jobs that they weren't making much with just to put food on the table. They had no passion, no interest in what it is that they were doing. And that was a reason why, you know, they, the, the byproduct wasn't great salaries or, you know, a, an incredible amount of happiness. You know, I was always coming home from school or from athletic events to arguments and 90% of the time it was about money. Did you pay this bill? Are we behind on this? Um, you know, are we going to have, you know, enough heat, whatever it is, all these things that can be prevented by having money. I had to learn at a pretty young age, which I'm incredibly grateful for because it set me up to be in a position where I always kind of prioritized taking care of my finances, you know, before a lot of other things. Obviously, it's not my main priority. It's like making money, making money. Yeah. Um, but it's up there, you know, and, and a lot of people among the list of their top 10 priorities, it's probably at the end of the list, whereas it should really be at that like top three, uh, you know, with right next to like health, happiness, love, family, prioritizing those things. Um, you know, you should kind of put your finances on the same pedestal as some of those, because if you don't have that in check, then all of those other kind of pillars that you should be focusing on, you know, you might not have enough time and effort to devote to what's important if you're worrying about chasing money and you're worrying about, you know, the depression that you get from your job or whatever it may be, you know, so so to kind of just summarize that all into, you know, just a couple of sentences, just because people around me were doing things that I wasn't able to experience, it pushed me to make a difference and to change what I, what I was actively doing and what those around me, you know, particularly my family members were doing. And just to try to pick everybody up and just kind of give everyone a wake-up call and say, listen, if you're not doing what you love every day or you're not, you know, making enough money to provide yourself with the time to do the things that you love – then you need to make a change and you need to do something differently from your daily routine, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, speaking of family, like, and also just to touch up on the topic for you guys listening, um, we're talking about mental habits and having the right mindset in order to push through setbacks. Um, but anyways, um, were you lucky to be surrounded by people that were, that wanted to see you succeed or did you have to like start limiting your time with them? That's a good question. I was I was always fortunate to be in an environment of people that weren't very complacent. And I think what can contribute to that was my passion for athletics. Um, if I just went to the school that I did or the, my freshman year of college at the school that I did and I didn't put myself out there and I didn't, you know, participate in athletics or maybe join a, you know, uh, join a club or whatever it may might have been then I wouldn't have been surrounded by people who are always trying to level up, right? And I think it's very easy for people that aren't a part of these clubs or these athletic programs to not understand what it's like to be a part of a group of people who are continuously trying to level up. So I was very fortunate to have my friend group, you know, my teammates, even some of my peers in some of the classes that I was in because my freshman year in college, it was not easy since I was studying mechanical engineering. And I ran a D1 sport, which was track and field. So I was either surrounded by people who were 
trying to level themselves up in the classroom because it's not easy to pass some of these classes. So they were grinding day in and day out. Or I was surrounded by people who were always trying to level up athletically. And they were disciplined enough to be able to wake up before everyone else or to be able to, you know, just compete and just hustle more than anyone was willing to do because anyone in the right mind would not want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. to go to a workout and then study 10 hours a day. Some of this, you know, some of these, like, engineering classes, nobody yeah. in the right mind wants to do that, but it's something that they were willing to do, you know, to level up. And I was fortunate to be a part of that, my, at least a freshman year. And even when I was younger, I was fortunate enough to have friends that even if they had more than me, they were always, you know, they were always kind of, in that mode of leveling up, everybody saw what it was like to, you know, for, for their parents or for some of their peers to have money and be able to travel and be able to experience things that everybody should have the right to experience. And so everyone was like, you know, I want to build that next billion dollar company, or I want to go to that school where I can make those connections to just get my foot in the door of something bigger than myself. I, I, I was always surrounding myself with those types of people and I don't think it's a coincidence because, don't get me wrong, out of every town, every state, every country, there's always groups of people that are going to be like that. And there's always groups of people that might be a little bit lazier, maybe just doing things out of instant gratification and not really looking at the bigger picture. And so, it, you know, it's up to you and me to be able to choose who we surround ourselves with. And I always had that eye for people that I knew I wanted to surround myself, myself with and who I didn't. And ultimately... You know, I have had to cut a few people out of my life, you know, not not personally just but because it was distracting for, you know, my long-term goals. Um, people that I used to hang out with when I was younger that kind of might have steered down the wrong path or that, you know, might have asked to do things that I wasn't really on board with. Um, I have kind of, you know, drifted away from at this point. But in drifting away from some, some bad energies, I've also come across – some of the greatest people that I've ever networked with, ever been able to meet up with and just speak to. Uh, and I think that's that's the beauty of, like, just connecting with people, whether it's on social media or, you know, just being able to change your atmosphere and your environment in some way, shape, or form. You know, a lot of people, they make the excuse, you know, how, how do I surround myself with people who are like me if there's no one in my town or there's no one at my school that, you know, that I've spoken to who's, who's as driven as me to succeed. And I'm like, man, there's social media. That's the, the beauty of being able to connect with people online. You know, the, a lot of people use it for different purposes, but if, you're, if you feel lonely in the entrepreneurial space or you don't think that there's an environment that you can connect with or a group of people, there's so many group chats out there that's just straight and purebred entrepreneurs whether they're in the beginning of their journeys or the end of their journeys. And so, you know, the first step towards like really like a, a big progression for me was when I created my business Instagram page and just started following a ton of these, you know, whether it was motivational BS pages or it was just true entrepreneurs and their personal brands. Um, the more content in that field that you absorb, the more motivated you are to just get off your ass and follow in their footsteps. Whereas most people's like personal Instagrams, all you're exposed to are girls taking pictures of the beach or guys taking pictures of playing video games with each other and all this, you know, all this non-productivity. Yeah. So, so, you know, even if you can't change your physical environment, you can definitely change, you know, your social atmosphere by just exposing yourself to content day in and day out that is more in alignment with 
what your goals are and what your long-term, you know, intentions are. Yeah, exactly. Definitely don't just be a user. Also just, you know, interact and make something out of it for sure. Yep. Um, what do you think about, like, visualization and its importance with being an entrepreneur? I, yeah, so I think it, it has its importance, but it, it might not be as important as people think. Like, I know people who, like, they'll write down on a whiteboard, you know, $100,000 next month, and then, and it won't happen. And, you know, even though they might visualize themselves, oh, yeah, it's really, really easy to visualize yourself in a in a nice car in in that that country that you want to travel to that might be a little bit expensive you know maybe in that yacht that you want to buy in 20 years maybe as a as the owner of that company that you plan on building it's very easy to visualize that but visualizing it is just one of the many many steps that you need to take obviously to get there you know it's very easy for me to picture myself driving a lamborghini i've signed a lamborghini before it's not that hard to imagine but if you don't create an actionable plan that you can follow to the T in order to get there, then visualization isn't really going to do much. You know, um, I can I can visualize my my you know my uh, my old Calc two professor handing me back my test with an A plus on it, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, I need to I need to write down this is everything that I'm going to do. I'm going to hold myself accountable to studying X amount of hours, absorbing this content, and doing this in order to get to that point that I have visualized. So, you know, like talking more about it, visualization, you know, depending on the type of person you are, um, it definitely can be essential um, as long as you have an actionable plan to get to that point that you're visualizing. Because if with no plan, you can dream all you want. That doesn't mean that that dream is going to come true. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. And, a lot, and, and I mean, a lot of people will disagree with that and they'll say, oh, visualization is so important. You know, you got to be able to see yourself doing it before you do it. But and, and I mean, I agree to that to an extent, you know, like I was an athlete. I would always I was doing high jump and I was doing pole vault. And like every single time before I would go through that runway or before I would get ready to jump over that bar, you know, I would look at it and I would kind of visualize myself going over it. But sometimes I wouldn't visualize myself at all. And I think. The times where I did visualize it, I might overthink it. I might think that I need to do something in the exact spot or the exact place, the exact timing. But sometimes, you know, visualizing it might stall you from actually doing it. You know, you might be so caught up in that end goal that you don't understand where you are now and how to get from point A to point B, you know, because you're so focused on getting from point A to point Z, maybe as fast as you can. So sometimes when you don't visualize it and you just kind of go with the flow, and you do it at a quick pace, and you you know you have more short-term goals in mind. It's a lot easier to get to those long-term goals, and just say, you know, what? Instead of like imagining this and picturing that, I'm just going to do this now. And th- these are my short-term goals, and these are my long-term goals. You know, too many people they visualize the long-term goal, but they have no short-term goals to hold themselves accountable to that bigger goal. You know, all right, let's say you're 20 years old and you want to be a millionaire by 21 then I think first step is making your first maybe 10,000 bucks, maybe 20,000 bucks. So, so write down on a whiteboard that you're going to make your short-term goal is $10,000 in a single month, you know, in, in that first month of entrepreneurship, which is very rare, honestly, but you know, you can still have those goals. But now the most important part is writing down how you're going to do that. What are your income streams going to be? That's going to 
bring you that $10,000? Is it going to be drop shipping? Is it going to be marketing? Is it going to be investing? Is it going to be being an insurance sales? It doesn't matter what it is. You just got to write it down so you have an idea of how you're going to get to that long-term goal, right? Because these are like really, really like, like those 12 short-term goals are ultimately going to guide you into getting to that long-term goal. But if you just say, yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire by 21 and you have no structure behind it, I promise you, you're not going to be a millionaire by 21, you know? Yeah. And you definitely had a lot of discipline, determination, and like consistently like working hard, but how did you find like the perfect balance with like other aspects of your life? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. You, you gotta, you gotta make time for things. So like a lot of times you might not want to wake up earlier or you might not want to sacrifice that day that you wanted to work on your business, maybe spending that with your family or with your girlfriend or your friends, but you got to make the time for it, you know, because at the end of the day, money is nothing if you don't have those meaningful relationships, if you don't get to enjoy the time that that money is supposed to be, you know, like offering you in your, in this, in your schedule. Um, so, you know, no matter, like, if, can, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, no problem. So how did you find like the perfect balance with like other aspects of your, of your life? Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, like, like I said, you kind of just have to like make it happen. You know, I, my, I was always, I always, you know, found myself making excuses about time. And then because and I mean, I kind of had every right to, but because in college, you know, I was waking up at five and I was going to bed at maybe two. So I was getting like three hours of sleep. And that was to be able to juggle, you know, a, a D1 athletic sport and a really, really tough major. In addition to having some side jobs, in addition to trying to learn about new businesses, in addition to seeing my girlfriend and my family every single weekend, like every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it left me with not a lot of time to do the things that, you know, I really enjoyed doing. And that's when I took a step back and I was like, all right, where can I save time? Where can I make time? And so once I, once I gravitated a little bit away from school and I started to pursue business more and I started to see results more importantly, um, it was a lot easier for me to be able to visualize what I needed to do and what was, you know, what, what I needed to make time for to make me happy and so, you know, like some days I, I had a really structured routine where, you know, I was going to do this. I was going to work on this business. I was going to film this YouTube video. I was going to make this Instagram post, whatever it is. Um, but maybe my girlfriend hit me up and she was like, hey, do you want to spend the day together? You know, I would there's there's times where I might say, hey, you know, I got to work on this thing that I've been trying to work on all week. And, and it's now to a point where she'll respect that and she'll understand that. But at other times, I'll drop everything that I was going to do that day to spend that day with her or maybe just to go and visit my family because that's what is important. You know, that's what is that's what life is about is meaningful relationships and making time to enjoy, you know, like spending time with your friends and your family. Um, and so, you know, the hustle will can continue the next day, but you might all, you might not always have those people to enjoy you know, the, what, you know, the, the, the benefits of all that you're working for, you know, you might, you might get, you might have a goal to get that Lamborghini the next month, but God forbid one of your family members might pass away in the next 30 days. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of car you're driving. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. 
Um, what's important is that you're spending time with the people that you love before, before it slips out from under you, you know? And I've, you know, everybody experiences loss, everybody experiences hardships, but, you know, you just have to make time for the things that you need to do and make things for the time that you, you know, make time for the things that you love to do. So, for example, like, once I moved into my new apartment a couple of months ago, it was very easy for me to wake up, you know, sleep in until maybe 10 p.m. and just go to bed at maybe 1 or 2 working and not have a true structure. And I said, all right, I'm going to start going to bed at midnight and waking up at 4.30 a.m. And people were like, oh, you're crazy. Like, some of my friends, they would come over at 11, you know, 30, and I'd be like, yo, you got to be out by midnight because I'm going to bed, <laughs> and I'm not letting you guys stop, you know. And, yeah. and they, they finally started to understand that, that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't playing around. This is my routine. I got to stick to it. If you're not on board with it, get out of my apartment. You know, I'll, I'll catch you guys somewhere else. But, you know, it's not going to happen here tonight because I'm sticking to my routine. You know, but since I started waking up earlier and making that time to be able to get a little bit of extra work done, maybe to just to just be a lot more productive, I've been able to give my time. I've been able to give myself more time than I thought I actually had to do things. A lot of people think, you know, they have to sleep eight hours a day or they have to eat four meals a day or, you know, they have to they have to like just have two hours of Netflix time every day or three hours of Instagram time or they're going to lose their minds. But that's not the case. You know, you can you can ditch Instagram for the day. You can miss out on your favorite, you know, Netflix episode to make time for the things that matter. So it's it's you know, it's not really a, there wasn't really a point where I things clicked and I made things kind of balance each other out. Um, I'm just always continuously sometimes making sacrifices, uh, you know, in some places in order to free up time in other areas. But that's kind of what entrepreneurship is all about. It's not just making millions. It's about freeing up time. You know, instead of slaving away at a nine to five, you might be able to, you know, actually enjoy uh, a nine to six or maybe a five a.m. to a one p.m. You know, <laughs> or when you work one, two hours a day. But yeah. the point is, you can do that whenever you want. Um, if you're on, if you have an online presence, you can do it wherever you want. But it allows you to give that time to the people that you love and care about, like whenever you want. Like that's the thing is, you know, my girlfriend can hit me up and say, "Want to hang out today?" And I'm not going to be here and say, "Oh yeah, I have work," because I work whenever I want. You know, yeah. but where on her end, she still does have a job. So I'll be like, hey, do you want to go to the beach today? She's like, sorry, I got work. You know, that's just the limiting factors of working a job, regardless of whether you like it or not. You know, just having those set hours. That's the difference between entrepreneurship or not is or entrepreneurship and non-entrepreneurship is if you're not an entrepreneur and someone hits you up, you have an excuse not to hang out. But if your friends are hitting you up and you're like, you can't say, oh, I have to work or, oh, I have to do this. Because they know you can do it whenever you want. So they expect you to make time around their schedule. So you just have to kind of make it clear that although you don't have set hours, that you create a structure for yourself and your businesses and your goals. And they have to respect those as much as you respect the hours that they work at their jobs. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, man. And any, any final tips or advice for all the listeners right now? Yeah, so my, my number one advice for, like, everyone, regardless of what your goals are, regardless of 
where you're at, you're at in life is just to always have two things in mind every day. Like always actively do two things. And one thing is something that is going to contribute to your finances. So I, like, I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't care whatever. Like, and that could be as little as building a personal brand. And when you're on vacation, taking a picture and posting something motivational or something that someone can relate to. Just something that can in any way, shape, or form down the line contribute to in improving your finances or building up you know, your, your income streams or your net worth portfolio, whatever it is. And the second thing is every single day integrate time to do something that makes you happy. So one thing to, to kind of have, you know, level up your finances and always, you know, every single day do that as well as something that makes you happy. And, and by something that makes you happy, I don't mean, you know, something that makes you comfortable. Those are two very different things, right? Comfort can be sitting in front of uh, a TV and watching a Netflix movie, but something that makes you happy might be a sport that you, you let go of because you had to make a sacrifice and, you know, pursue a specific career that, you know, you couldn't juggle in college, right? Go ahead and go run on that track, you know, go kick around that soccer ball. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. If you, if your passion is hell about real estate, go scout those properties, make time for the things that you actually love doing. If you love spending time with your family, make time for that. Like almost every single day, like, like so many entrepreneurs have this hustle, hustle, grind, grind mentality. Like that's not what it's about. Like as long as you have that balance of doing something that, you know, that's making you money and doing something that you're passionate about, then you're, you're chilling in life. You know, that's all that you have to do is be able to find that balance. And some people are fortunate enough to love what they do for work, right? Sometimes that's entrepreneurship. Other times it could be being a doctor. It could be being a teacher. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how fulfilled you feel and how, how the level of happiness you can achieve on a daily basis. You know, that's what it's all about. Man, that was, that was gold. Uh, you know, Kyle, it's been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you coming on here. And I really enjoyed, yeah, man, I really enjoyed talking with you. If you guys, you know, enjoyed the value on this episode, Kyle's socials as well as mine will be in the description below. And yeah, feel free to reach out to either of us and we'll, we'll be happy to help you guys out. Yep. And see you guys in the next one. Peace.